welcome to the Unleashing Sister Saints podcast with Susan Madsen. Now, in the last episode, I talked about some of the negative impacts of social media. And in this episode, I wanted to finish that discussion with a little more data and some of my thoughts. So I'm going to pick up right where I left off in the last episode. And so if you're joining just for this episode, it might be good to go back to the last one first. So I know the data is a little bit older for this, but I think it's so compelling. 2015 study was conducted in Italy using Twitter. Now, one particularly dangerous social media trend was a Twitter movement called ProAnna, which was a group of followers who considered themselves to be pro-anorexia. So you heard that correctly. Imagine advocating for a dangerous eating disorder where people place such high value on controlling their weight and shape that they take extreme efforts to keep an abnormally low body weight that drastically interferes with their lives. This team of academics used Twitter search to retrieve ProAnna accounts and analyze the group's number of followers and tweets and other biographical information. So the results were stunning. They retrieved 341 accounts and well, 97.9% of the followers were teenage girls. And week after week, they found an increase in both followers and tweets using hashtags like Thinspiration, Anna Tips, and Fasting Competition. While ProAnna is only one group focused on anorexia on Twitter, I'm sure the negative impact on many lives was and still is devastating. And I assume that there are many other groups like this out there that want to pull in young women. So as doctors and researchers continue to study and understand the power of social media and how it has power over its users, they are getting a clearer picture of how social media sites are targeting vulnerabilities of teenage girls. Unfortunately, this gives young women a dangerous incentive to think poorly of themselves and puts them increased risks, I should say, for many negative outcomes. As you know, social media's influence can feel overpowering to many people. So interestingly, research also tells us that boys seem to be impacted less by social media than girls and more by video games, though video games sometimes function as their own type of social media when played online in groups. So boys and girls use social media for some of the same reasons, to connect with friends, to see what everyone is doing or share what they're doing. But boys tend to use social media with more of a third-person approach. They will show the basketball games they're attending or the trophies they've won or the cars they like, a group of their friends. Their posts are generally about what they're doing. And girls tend to use social media as more of a first-person approach. They post pictures of themselves alone and with their girlfriends. Their faces are generally in every picture and their posts are generally about their own lives. So young women can get preoccupied with spending more time and effort creating just the right image to post on social media, often relying on filters to create an illusion of perfection. And as trends like ProAnna, that movement showed us, this preoccupation can be like a trap leading down a negative self-esteem spiral filled with judgment and shame. Those unrealistic or airbrushed images posed by celebrities or influencers don't help at all. If you are on social media a lot, you and I can't help but compare. So of course, girls and women have the tendency to compare ourselves to others, which is really an age-old problem. In fact, Eleanor Roosevelt, 
who is an American, who was, I should say, an American political figure, diplomat, and activist, was attributed with saying this in 1931, many years ago. Great minds discuss ideas. Average mind discuss events. Small minds discuss people. Now, gossiping and talking about others is most definitely a form of comparison. So everyone's life has both happy times and sad times. And what is shown on social media is only a slice of someone's experience. Plus at that, what is posted on social media is typically only the best stuff. Not always, but most of the time, the best stuff. Only what people want you to see. In fact, many images on social media are not real at all. President M. Russell Ballard of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles said this, We live in a world of comparison. Social media has made this worse as we go online and compare our seemingly less exciting life with the fake ones or the fake lives we see online. Many of those fake lives are edited, boastful, and unreal. Some people may have unrealistic expectations that they should be happy all the time. And if they're not, they feel like something is wrong with them. We shouldn't be comparing ourselves with others, end of quote. Yet, I totally admit, it is harder than it sounds. So popular church speaker and author John Hilton wrote, Comparison is the thief of joy and looks at what is or isn't and wishes that it were something else. Peace, he said, comes when you look at what is or isn't and are grateful for all of it. So how do we work with ourselves to decrease the negative impacts of social media in our lives? Here are four strategies I took from other people. They're experts. First, set reasonable limits. Reflect on how you can avoid letting social media interfere with important activities in your life like sleep, meals, homework, and time with family and friends. Social media fasts can also help you create boundaries that you may want to put on social media in your everyday life. Number two, ask yourself questions. When I'm on social media, do I feel better or worse about myself? How would others I love feel about themselves if they saw this post? When am I posting? What feelings do I experience when I do? What are the reasons behind the messages people are posting? Three, conduct an audit. Go back through your social media posts from the last week or so on platforms where that's possible and do a personal audit. Are you spreading rumors, bullying, or damaging another's reputation, posting provocative pictures of yourself, or doing anything that you would be embarrassed to show to a responsible parent or guardian? Are you posting things that will make others feel excluded? If so, make plans to do better. Also, pay attention to how much time you're spending on social media throughout the day. And then fourth, focus more time on meaningful activities. Ensure you're taking time for meaningful activities in your life, including efforts to learn and grow. Also, develop deeper and better relationships, particularly face-to-face -face with your friends, siblings, relatives, friends, and so forth. They can teach so many things about life and leadership when you talk to people in person. So overall, social media is changing every day, and the new CDC data helps us understand how social media can really lead us towards real challenges with mental and physical health. So we have to watch ourselves. I don't have most of the answers, but I'm watching this and I'm watching the data as well. So overall, thanks for listening to this episode of Unleashing Sister Saints. This is Susan Madsen, 
and I'm devoted to unleashing the positive impact of Sister Saints on the world.